Hi everyone, this is Leslyn Keith, President of the Board of Directors at the Lipedema Project and Director of Research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today I have an excerpt from an interview with Dr. Ken Sikaris from our Lipedema and Keto Worldwide Summit that was held in 2017. Dr. Sikaris is a pathologist from the University of Melbourne in Australia, and he has studied fat metabolism. In this excerpt, he talks about burning sugar versus fat for fuel. And he also talks about fat adaptation and why ketones are good for our body and reducing inflammation. When we're eating a high sugar diet, our muscles burn sugar. There's sugar coming in, what will the muscle burn? Well, burn sugar, that's what's coming in. We don't need to touch our fat stores. We'll keep those for the rainy day or the pregnancy. We'll just burn sugar. And so normally, most people in Western cultures are carb-adapted. Their muscles are burning 80% or more of their fuel is sugar. When the sugar runs out, the muscles will switch from sugar metabolism to fat metabolism. And that's a term we call fat adaption. And fat adaption takes, it varies, it may take one or two weeks to, for the body to fat adapt. And often people, when they cut carbs or sugar out of their diet, they feel terrible. And it's partly because their muscles are saying, where the hell's all the sugar? What do you expect me to run on? You know, nature's really telling the muscles, well, learn to burn fat. But, you know, you feel very sluggish, you know, in, in muscles and everything when you're switching from sugar to fat metabolism. But once you get through that period, the problem is not only this fat adaption in, in energy metabolism, but also the craving that you have for sugar. <laughs> and that was very hard for me to go through when I went onto the diet. I was a sugar addict and I didn't realize it until I went through this process feeling terrible and all my mind could think is, you need some biscuits. And it was like an addict, you know, this phase of switching from sugar to fat metabolism. I remember once I've had a big dinner of, you know, steak and salad and low-carb but high-protein, high-fat diet. And at the end of it, I was still ravenous. And I was thinking to myself, a couple of Christmases ago, I think somebody gave us a packet of biscuits and they might be hidden in the top of the cupboard. <laughs> and that's like madness. But all of that will pass and the craving of the sugar and the fat adaption of metabolism eventually settles because it is a natural state for us to live off our fat stores if we can just get over that hump and find the diet that can satisfy whatever hunger we have at the time as well. But we don't overeat. One of the principles of you know, eating protein and fat is we tend to overeat carbs because that was, there's a season that the fruit is being made. We need to eat as much of it as we can now. But that's not the way we approach um, protein and fat consumption. Like, there's a herd of cows out there. Let's eat them all now. You know, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> we need to keep those, you know, those animals alive and nurture the, the environment. I mean, the issue about ketogenic diet is that once the body fat adapts, there is one particular organ in the body which doesn't like burning fat, and that's the brain. 
Now, whilst people say the brain runs on sugar alone, that's not true. Normally, for a Western man who's eating sugar every day, the brain will say, well, give me sugar. That's the easiest thing for me to burn. But once you fat adapt, the fat is not only a direct energy source, but we can convert the fat to this smaller molecule, sugar-like molecule, called ketone, beta-hydroxybutyrate acetoacetate. And that can become an energy source for all of those tissues that prefer glucose. Okay, there's not going to be any glucose coming in by the ton. Here's some ketone for you to burn. And so the brain can burn ketones. So ketones become well, not only a signal that you're fat adapted, but also that they in themselves are an energy source. One of the most fascinating areas is that they are also a signal that the presence of beta-hydroxybutyrate is a signal to the body to say you are in a famine state and living off your energy stores. And there are a whole lot of messages throughout the body that we're discovering these messages are important. Probably the area that I find most fascinating with butyrate, and it's one that Richard Johnson has spoken about as well, is the gut. And uh, butyrate in the gut from a gut source or in the body probably has all sorts of nurturing properties for the gut and the bacteria that live within the gut. So the ketogenic state is not just something about, well, you're burning fat. You know, you're generating ketones for specific metabolic purposes and as part of a whole change in metabolism through the body. So the ketogenic state, which is a naturally healthy state to be in, one that evolution created for us to be in at times, is a lot more than just a curiosity. Now, people talk about diets and their effect on inflammation, the body's inflammation. And to me, that's, it was also always a strange idea. But inflammation, there is a huge role. Remember I talked about beta-hydroxybutyrate or butyrate in the gut. There is a huge role of the bacteria in our gut with bodily inflammation. So people talk about this food that causes the body to be inflamed. Now, this food affects the bacteria in your body and the bacteria in the body do have signals into the body which affect inflammatory mediators. And so I do think that the effect may be through food and ketones on these inflammatory mediators non-humoral inflammatory mediators, which affects inflammatory levels in the body, which affects the permeability of blood vessel walls and lymphatic walls. So I think that would be a fascinating area, and I hope it's one that you're looking at in this ketogenic role in lymphedema, because we're only really beginning to understand this famine time of the diet and the low vitamin Ds and because we've sort of tried to cancel it out. Now we're trying to bring it back. We understand how important it is. Thank you, Dr. Sakaris. Excellent information and really enjoyed that interview with you. And thank you to you, all of our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, 
or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Living Well with Lipedema Flash Briefing.